Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is Brooke. Joining me on the show are Jay and John from Loveland Athletic Club out of Loveland, Colorado. Welcome to the show, guys. How are you today? Hey, doing great. We're doing great. I'm John. This is a good looking one, Jay. Yeah, I don't know about that, but I'll take it. <laughs> well, I'm excited to have both of you here and to learn more about your operation. You know, everybody's here because they want to hear about the business side of what you guys do. So why not dive right in here? Give me an elevator pitch of Loveland Athletic Club. Tell me who you are, what services you have to provide, kind of paint a picture here where we're completely, you know, it's only audio for the listeners here so that they can really understand your business model as we move forward in the conversation. Well, I, you know, I'm Loveland Athletic Club, a diversified club. We've got about a six to 700 uh, membership base and, you know, we're approximately about 17,000 square feet. Uh, we offer... We offer personal training, we, uh, we offer diet, nutrition, uh, and we offer classes here. Uh, some of our amenities, we have tanning, you know, we have uh, a sauna and, uh, you know, just different amenities like that, that typical gyms have. We have daycare, but we were really a family-owned and operated gym. Uh, that's the big part that sets us aside from the big box gyms because, you know, you have your your commercial gyms in town, but people come in here because they've been in there and they want to come here to make a difference. They haven't gotten the help they needed or any, uh, specialized training or just, you know, feeling like uh, people care about them. And right. you know, honestly, the relationships are what makes all the difference. You know, we're, we're all about building good relationships in the community. Uh, we have a lot of business owners that come in here. Um, they get to know me, they get to know the gym, they feel comfortable here. Um, they never have to wait for equipment because I have two or three different uh, same pieces, but different machines. So it just, that's why I say by diversified. And what I also mean by that, we've got uh, kids that come in here that are teenagers from the local high schools getting ready for football, wrestling, uh, whatever it might be, whatever their sport is. And you know, then we have people come in here middle age. We have a lot of couples in here. And then we have seniors that come in here. We offer the Silver Sneakers program. And uh, we just have some uh, great personal trainers. I, I'm one myself. And, you know, I, we usually, I usually train like 12 to 15 people a day and just love what I do. And again, it, that's, that's kind of what we're all about in a nutshell. Okay, cool. So really, you know, you offer just about everything under the sun when it comes to health and fitness. And it sounds like no matter where somebody is at in their health and fitness journey, they kind of can find a space within your gym to get after it. And health and fitness is not linear. So what works for me definitely isn't going to work for John or it's not going to work for you, Jay. And so it's great, you know, that you offer so many different things that people can kind of find whatever it is that works good for them. Um, so let's talk a little bit about the facility. What's the square footage of the space um, right now? Well, I, I, I was telling you, we started off at like 15,000, 15, over 17,000 square feet. I'm just adding a classroom. Nice. Uh, what I'm doing with that classroom is more weight loss. 
because you know you, you go into a gym and it's all about you know okay we're working out and then you, you figure out how you can get to the next level nobody really helps you uh, understand diet nutrition and, and the weight loss part of it and then a lot of that's what a lot of people need especially coming out of this covid you know they're disgusted with their health because they haven't been able to do the things they normally do they've gotten you know where they're working at home you know some people did their home gyms and all that but then they realize it's not working for them because they need to get out of their house and they need to get into a gym where they can be social where they can just get out there and it's all about their time you know when you're at home it's it's somebody else you know you get too many interruptions i don't care if you have a really nice gym in your basement it's not the same there's eventually you're going to say, Hey, I need to break out of this routine and I need to go to a health club. And I think that's one of the main reasons why the clubs came back because people started to realize that after a year or two of, you know, being in their own stuff, it's just not the same. And, you know, they can't get that. Uh, they can't get those questions answered that they need and the help they need without asking people that are experts on it and that have a passion for it. And when they get in here, they see, okay, this is, this is what I've been missing. And right. then, you know, and then we have all types of memberships from month to month, from, you know, to yearly, of course, yearly always being the best deal. Uh, we want, we want people long-term. A lot of these big bucks gyms, they don't even do any membership agreements anymore. It's just month to month. And again, right. they're, they're all about numbers. I'm not about numbers. I'm about quality of the services I offer. Yes, I want the numbers. But I do want people in here that say, okay, I'm ready to make a difference and right. they're ready to take it to the next level. Yeah. And I think for a lot of people, it's really hard, you know, to get started. And it sounds like you're offering a place where people are going to feel comfortable getting started. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's, like a, that's a really big piece there is like for, for many people, the reason why they haven't started yet is because they feel uncomfortable walking into a, you know. Yeah, right. And we have a, we have a, you do a free week on the entry and okay. just get to know the gym and get comfortable with it. And then at the close of that, I mean, you can do a month a month. You can do it for 90 days. You can do it for six months while you're comfortable. And folks will, depending on their life and what's going on in their life, they'll step up through those steps when they're ready to do it. And again, everybody knows everybody. So when they come through the front door, everybody knows your name and, probably knows your family and everything else. And so we're pretty sensitive to that. So there's not a, a level 10 pressure on the individuals. It doesn't have to be in this particular setting. Um, yeah. It's more like a three or four. And uh, it's, it's, do you say no, it's okay. You know what I mean? It's really about, are you doing okay? Uh, you need anybody or we'll introduce you somebody on the floor that's doing the same thing you're doing. So we introduce the different club members to other members uh, and other family members. So again, the goal is to create a networking between them and feel good environment. Yeah, I really, really like that perspective there. Um, as things currently stand, how many members do you you serve? Uh, well, we have a, about a six to seven hundred membership okay. base, okay. and and uh, you know we you know it's always fluctuating. You know whether we're running promotional things or not. Um, I'm definitely ready to run a new promotion with that with a new part of the gym I was talking about with this classroom. I, I think that'll make up a, a big difference of people that are you know we're reaching out to and that need help. But so the promotions always help bring them in. Yeah. You know because people they, they're sometimes driven by the price, but when you talk to them about what they get 
and they realize what kind of club it is. They realize we're not the nickel and dime club. You're not right. getting, I always say, tell people you get what you pay for. If oh, you want a club that's going to cost you $10 a month, then there's one down the road that you can join. But when they go in there, they, again, they, they realize after a month or two that they're not important there and they're just another person spinning the wheel. And when they come in here, they feel like they've made a relationship with somebody local that cares and can really help them meet their goals and, you know, break through the next level of whatever it might be. Yeah. So it's just a matter of getting people to see that value because yeah. for a lot of people who don't really understand the fitness industry, they'll see that gym with a $10 membership and then see a gym with a $50, $60 membership, whatever it is. They're like, well, obviously I'm going to go with a $10 one. It's cheap, but then they go there, they walk on the treadmill for 20 minutes and then they go home. And yeah. two months yeah. later, they're like, okay, well, like, why am I not losing any weight? Mm-hmm. Just because they're not being provided with the guidance that they need to take them to where they want to go, which you guys are definitely providing. And I like the idea of, you know, the new program with the weightless loss classroom, that's going to add an additional element. And it sounds like you are in the position where you're looking to take on some, some more members. So walk me through that growth process. What are you guys actively doing to aid that growth process? Where are you looking to go to find your new clients? Yeah, well, yeah, like I was saying before, you know, when people come in the gym, you know, I don't try to sell them or if they call, I never talk prices over the phone because it's not about the price. It's about the service, you know, that you get. And I always tell them, you know, come in, uh, let me show you the club. Then they understand, okay, this, this is well worth what they're charging, you know, and, and our, our prices aren't that high. We're like middle of the road, but it's all about, you know, the services and what we're providing here. And then they, but you, you don't want to say that over the phone because you can't show them that over the phone. So that's so important. You know, people make a big mistake by trying to sell, you know, they try to, you know, it's like coming into a car dealership, you know, you're looking at prices, but you haven't gotten in there and driven the car and you can't really do that. I mean, it's not a, it's not a reality thing until you actually get in there and uh, have the full experience. Um, but um, back to what you were saying is uh, a marketing program. Uh, there's a, a program called gym sales that I'm uh, actively um, using to, that's going to be one of the ones that help uh, market and promote that new program and hopefully bring in those customers that I'm not reaching out to now. And then, you know, we do a lot of, uh, you know, direct mail as well. That's always been effective for us uh, with the local community direct mail. You know, they have a certain mailing list or zip code that they mail to, and uh, that always gets out there and, and brings people in as well. And then it's just the, the regular marketing over the internet, mm-hmm. you know, just uh, putting it out there on, you know, certain things like Facebook and uh, different marketing tools like that, that you can show people who you are. Also, they, because it has a, a core number in the membership that are families where they've started with like uh, children or started with teenagers or one of the adults in the family and uh, then they, the families added other members of the family in the other programs and that. And so we, we have everything from all the way from the little ones all the way up to the grandparents. Uh, they're diversified. So that in itself is a growth area and a pretty stable core. Uh, the other side is the flows where uh, even for our members, making them aware of different services that are available out of sight out of mind is the worst enemy a club can have you know what i mean you can have a lot of things going on 
and even as a member, I may not be interested in something, but if, I, if I'm not aware of what you have, uh, I'm sure not gonna tell anybody about it other than what I'm working on. Mm -hmm. So like when we look at that, there's also a soft marketing of visibility within the membership itself. And FYI for them as users, as well as looking at them as part of a network into a larger network in the region. And I think that's probably the highest quality referral platform you can get and uh, you get the highest of it. The gym runs about 15% turnover a year on the membership side. The majority of that is folks moving in the region uh, for positions up and down. This is a very active area. Northern Colorado, kind of like where you are in Orlando, is it just took off. I mean, all of Colorado has, but over half of all the new movements over the last 10 years have come up here, especially young families and millennials and that. So we have a lot of corporations moving in the area. So we'll have members move from being close within 25 miles to being 30, 40 miles out. And so they'll transition out of the membership. We'll keep the membership on the record. So when they, if they come back in, which several do, but we have that turnover, about half the turnover would be that. Uh, the others are where they've literally moved out of state. You know, they're going to Austin. We talked to Fernando about that. Uh, they're heading to places like that, uh, which is great, especially for young people, the corporate moves. Uh, but the replacement on that, on the walk-ins and the network, the member work network referrals are almost accomplish 100% of that, that turnover. So yeah. what Jay is talking about is adding another 10 to 15% annually to strengthen the core operation finances but also keep it modern and, and aware of the new things going on fresh and uh, grow it, but not so fast that you can't manage the growth and you change the personality of the gym. How's that sound? Does that make sense? Yeah, no, that makes great sense. And I want to say there, you know, I think word of mouth and referrals are, are wonderful because if we're, if our members you know, feel comfortable talking about us, that means that they trust us. And in order to have word of mouth, all we have to do is have an awesome service and have our members trust us. And naturally that's going to bring in business. And that feels pretty good because we don't have to spend any money and our business is going to grow. But when we look at scalability, we looked at predictability there, really with word of mouth, we can't predict how quickly we're going to be able to grow. We can't predict the, the churn there. We can't predict like if one month we're going to get 20 word of mouth referrals and the next month we're going to get two. We just really can't predict it. But that's why people supplement with other things. And it sounds like that's what you're doing with, you know, your gym marketing or whatever it was that you said that you're, you were utilizing. Walk me through some of the things that they're going to be helping you with, Jay. You know, I, I haven't really uh, dove into it too much. I have a front desk manager that uh, is okay. working kind of hand in hand with them and they're setting up uh you know, social media platforms and things that they're uh, putting into place. And I just haven't had, I, I trust what I saw with the program. I just, again, I haven't looked at, in the detail yet, but uh, I know it's a highly successful program and one that's, uh, that came from the billing company that, that I work with. They kind of work hand in hand. So they've used them for, for you know, years to help other clubs grow their club. And uh, that's what I'm 
relying on. Nice. The number one way that I've seen businesses like that I've talked to on the podcast over the past couple of years really grow and scale is utilizing like digital efforts to market. So, you know, it used to be radio, maybe like 10 years ago, it was like radio was the way to kind of advertise our business, market ourselves. And now today's day and age, we have Facebook, we have Instagram, we have Google. So like we need to put ourselves out there to really reach our audience. And especially when you're, you know, talking about the weight loss stuff, Facebook, perfect place to find weight loss clients, advertise, Hey, we have this program come in. We'll help you lose five pounds. Or I don't think Facebook lets you say that you want to like help people lose weight, but advertise that. And that's going to draw people in because typically if people are looking to join a gym, it's because they want to see some kind of result. So how can we help them get that result and really market that? Um, It's exciting. And there's definitely a lot of potential there. Um, Marketing is always something that gets me really excited because when I first started in this industry, we really weren't marketing at all. But once we started marketing and advertising outside of just word of mouth, it was like, we really blossomed and it was a really good feeling. So I'm glad we kind of got to touch on that a little bit. want to ask you guys, if you look at your business, what would you consider to be the biggest challenge related to business? And what are you guys doing to kind of overcome that right now? Oh, the biggest challenge, I guess, it's like you were saying, just finding the right ways to, to get the people in here. And, you know, because you're always trying different things and new programs with social media. Of course, that's going to be your most cost-effective way. And word of mouth has always been huge for us. But like you said, it, that only goes so far. And you can't really count the number of people that that's going to bring in, you know. And uh, so, yeah, I guess my the biggest challenge is finding the right um, areas to advertise to invest your money in that are going to work for you. And what, one of my most effective ones has been like direct mail, but even then, I don't know how, you know, I haven't done a, a direct mail thing for a specific idea in a while. So I'm, I'm due to do that. And I've also had, uh, people come in and do, uh, promotions for me where they, you know, keep a percentage of what they sell. I found that to be really effective where they'll bring in 100, 150 members over in, in less than a month. But yeah. then again, they want to keep a percentage of the profits. And uh, I don't think you always need to do that. You just need to really study on what's the latest thing, you know, that's uh, ready to launch. I think in today's world, you've got three different levels of engaging the marketplace. Uh, one's pretty flat, one dimensional. That's a basic ad. Uh, we call it print ad, whether it's an electronic platform or other. The other is a uh, kind of two-dimensional. That's where we start to move up into the environment like the radio spots and things like that. But the, and as, even in the social media, it's still an interactive commercial engagement. But the third level is really a dialogue, and you're part of that right now on the podcast. This is where relationship building actually enters into the marketing platform. It is a a personal uh, dialogue that's going on between people around the subject matter that's different than a commercial pitch. And that's the one that has the high level of turnout and usually will hold the client or customer longer because of the reason they came in. Otherwise, just in the dialogue we're having, if one of our 
if our marketplace was looking at that, someone would say, hey, that's a, that's a club I want to go down and see because they've got this program. I saw them talking about it, and there's three of them talking about it. It sounds like it's a real thing, and mm -hmm. it sounds like something I would be comfortable versus a commercial ad. You know, an ad is, you know, programmed a little differently. It's kind of hard edge. This is one thing unique about today's world where we have the plug and play capability and then evolving up into using <laughs> it is the key. And then how you touch the audience, which audiences you touch. But that dialogue piece is a big piece on it. Yeah, I, that's a really great point, John. And I think, you know, if we're if we're putting the right ad out there, whether it's the the one dimensional or the two dimensional, like ideally we want it to be something that creates a dialogue. So, you know, with that two dimensional ad, maybe we post something on social media and then it causes somebody to reach out and then we're able to have that dialogue. Well, hello, what are your goals? Where are you looking to go? And then we can really like take them there. Um, I think that's something that's really missing in the fitness industry today. Like a lot of gyms are just selling people into the program or the fancy look of the gym, or we have this amenity, come join us. But really none of that matters. It could be a really old school gym, as long as you have what that person needs to take them to where they want to go. That's all they need. Yeah. Um, so yeah, marketing is definitely, I talk to people all day, figuring out how to drive new faces into the door everybody's challenge, especially the past few years. Um, I think that's probably the number one thing that I hear. It's just like- But you said something earlier that's a key piece. You talked about even in your own business, yep. doubling the size of your business. One of the key issue is the, the quality of the personality. Every chips, uh, well, commercial brands may be different where it's the franchise because you're kind of boxed, but your people make the difference. In this environment, the personality of the gym is, in fact, the big selling factor. The, yeah. the exercise side, the equipment, everything is all wrapping for that. But the dialogue that goes on internally and the family-friendly kind of things a big deal. One of the challenges for any business, and you said you never can count on how many are going to come through the door and when they're coming through the door, and you refer to scalability. You can blow up a business in growth. Otherwise, you can lose the very core strength you have because you've grown so fast, you lost the personality. And one of the issues is for your existing customer base, as you grow, am I still going to like being here? So there's a balance you have to look at as you grow it. And it's better to grow it carefully rather than just grow it because growth can be as much a negative as it can be a positive. It can look good on the cash flow. But on the backside, you can have higher turnover and other things happening, staff-wise, trainers, even on the floor, your customers, yep. which makes it difficult um, to be successful in the growth. Does that make any sense? Yeah, no, it does make sense. You have to have the right systems in place all around if you're looking at the idea of growth. If you don't have the right systems in place, you could have a bunch of members coming in and then you your retention you know, your retention goes down or like you run into a different problem. So I definitely get that. I want to, I've been saving this question to ask, you know, last year is if I could hand you guys a magic wand and all your dreams and goals for Loveland Athletic Club have come true, what would that picture look like for the both of you? Well, for me, it would look like uh, 
1,400 members, so basically doubling my membership because I think I have the space to do it and offering, you know, uh, a couple more amenities with classes, which I'm working on and uh, just, you know, a little bit more time freedom for myself so I can run the business more than I'm on the floor and make that transition from, you know, doing 80% uh, personal training and 20%, you know, business. I want to more like a 50-50 thing the way it should be. And, you know, having the extra income to do that uh, would definitely uh, make the difference. Yeah, that's yeah, a great point. I would say from my point of view, at first as a member and then as a user of the gym, is that, um, you know, it is a, uh, a gym and a club that is not in the mainstream of the franchises, which is great. <laughs> I mean, you can actually go there and it's you and the exercise. Yeah. Um, I'd like to see that maintained over the long run. But I also, because there's so much knowledge exchanged here on the floor and between the people, and that includes with Jay, you hear them talking about what to eat or things to eat. It's not a hard diet thing type of thing. Yeah. To capture that in a in an open dialogue in a social platform where that exchange can take place and be shared, that would be a great end game. I mean, that would uh, take advantage of today's world and where it's going, and it's going awful fast. And the new generations are all part of that. And the question is, how do you connect? Uh, uh, other than on a commercial level, how do you bring? all that knowledge that's being created, what I call the bridge pieces between old school and new school thinking, the core is health and well-being. Core is the same. How you're doing it, how you're getting it, what the thinking is on equipment and that, that's a unique thing going on right nowadays at this kind of piece that we're getting into. So the end game would be able to, for me, would be looking at that and seeing that evolve nicely. Yeah. Yeah. And so for both of you, I mean, it looks like the, the goal here is just to be able to grow, but like continuously serve your community and build a place where people feel comfortable to come in no matter where they're at um, or who they are. Um, and maybe continuously add new elements to the, the service. And, um, you know, I want to ask you, Jay, what do you feel like is super important for you to focus on right now? to really take you to that point where, you know, you have some more members because um, you mentioned that that was kind of a magic wand situation for you. So instead of making that a magic wand, what do you have to do now to make that a reality here? Uh, what I need to do is just sit down at my desk and analyze the next step of, of marketing and what that return looks like and who those people, you know, who my audience is that I want to bring in. And who I'm going to market towards because I, I definitely, like you said, I want to reach out and make my customers happy, but you have to uh, make sure you're offering the services that are going to, you know, when they do come in, you know, for retention reasons that they're, they're not going to want to leave. And that's why I think by offering this weight loss program, because I already have the gym, it's almost like a two in one and you separate the two because one goes hand in hand with the other. Most of the people, when they lose that weight, then they want to say, okay, I'm ready for some muscle tone. I'm ready to look good in the mirror. And I, what do I do next now? Cause I want to hit the weights and, you know, some people want to take it to the next level. 
of competition or whatever that might be. And then there's people that just want to be in good shape and feel good in their clothes and look at the mirror when they wake up and say, I like what I see. And that's yeah. huge. You know, that's huge. And again, once you get that dopamine happening in your brain and you feel that energy that, that that can bring, you never lose it. And they always say it takes 21 days to form a habit. That's true. You do something like exercise for 21 days, you don't want to quit. Yep. Yeah, of course. Um, you know, I, I really, really, really like your approach and how you thought about really making the weight loss element a big a bigger piece of what you do and really focusing on that because I think that there's a lot of people out there that want that and I think usually the people that want uh, uh want the people who need us the most are the people who don't really know where to go to look so if you have like this weight loss program out there that kind of alleviates that problem they don't have to reach out to a personal trainer they don't have to buy a $10 membership at the gym down the road and try to do it themselves. Or a nutritionist or a dietitian because it goes on and on and people are like, where do I start and where does it stop? They're like, you know, I kind of want to be that one-stop shop where you come in here and you feel like you're in the right place. Yep. And this is more, you know, whole rounded. Like I, I really, really, I appreciate that. And I think that that's going to do huge things for you guys and for your community. So I appreciate you sharing that. We are running out of time here on the podcast. So I want to thank you both for your perspectives. I never have had to, I've gotten to have um, kind of a duo here where one of the, the guests is actually a member who's involved in the facility. And it's really cool to hear your perspective, John, as somebody who's been a longtime member at the gym. Um, and you've kind of been there to see it through the different phases. So I appreciate that. And Jay, thank you for your time. Listeners, we appreciate you for tuning in today. Don't forget, if you want to stay notified about future episodes, please hit like and subscribe. And if you want to join us for an episode here at the Gym Lords Podcast, Fill out the link in the description and we will be in touch with you soon. As always, until next time, Gym Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Alex Beck, and joining us on the show is Dana Ross from Ross Sports Performance and Pure Quality Fitness out of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. What's going on, Dana? Welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Thank you. Thank you, Alex, for having me, and I'm doing well. Yes, yes. Excited to have you on. Excited to chat a bit. I know you only started here about three years ago, so pretty much right before COVID. So I'm interested in hearing your perspective and the way things have been going so far. Um, but yeah, let's not waste any time here. How did you get started? What is it that made you want to start with opening your own fitness facility? Wow. Okay. So it was many moons ago. I actually um, was an athlete ever since I was a little girl. I played uh, soccer first and then 
ran track um, thereafter, and then basketball, all like between the ages of five and seven, I started playing those three sports. And I was fortunate enough to um, be trained by some of the top coaches in the country and um, went to and experienced um, an Olympic training camp in Lake Placid, New York. And that's where I was exposed to a whole new level of training and just loved that and said, hey, I think this is something I might wanna do someday. Um, and then went on to college um, on a track scholarship and, and then the rest is history. I mean, I, I did work in the uh, financial industry for a little bit when I got out of school, I you know worked on Wall Street for a little bit and then um, but as I was working, I always was like a, a soccer coach, um, a track and field coach, you know, or I'm in the gym and people would see me and say, hey, can you, you know, help me out or it looks like you work out or train. And then that's how that started. And um, I eventually got to a point in my life where I was like, now's the time for me to go ahead and get a physical location. Okay. and start training people both uh, in general population and with sports performance cool cool so three years here what has been you know besides covid the most difficult or unexpected thing that you didn't really foresee when it comes to running your business you said besides covid <laughs> if, there's, if there's anything besides covid if there's anything besides COVID. um you know, I think it's part of it is I had to go into um, like I, I do mental sports performance training as well with my athletes. But, um, you know, I had to kind of talk to people and 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 figure out how I could have that same type of service for people who weren't athletes. There are a lot of clients who are going through life-changing situations and even though they have serious things going on with them health-wise they would stop you know what i mean then there's that lag or you know this the stop the stop coming to the gym and right. they would have a ton of excuses and then they would come back really strong for about a month and then you don't see them again so um the the fluctuation you know what i mean i think one of the hard parts is how do you keep people consistent? Because it's more than just having a good program or, you know, hey, making sure that they're seeing results because I've had all of that. I've had people that see results, people that, you know, um, you know, they had really good programs and things working for them, but then they just give up on themselves. So, you know, that has been kind of tough. And I hate to say this, but I think it's due to the, COVID thing too you know what yeah. I mean <laughs> yeah. yeah definitely and, and you know coming back from uh, you know I've spoken with a lot of gym owners and, and especially you know pushing the east coast there it was a huge you know the government didn't really do much to take care of the fitness industry you know it was a lot of stay not, at home. not in my area if yeah. you were a restaurant owner uh, you, oh you you know you, well. you were taken care of right but right. not for fitness we were just basically that kid in class that got in trouble for everybody else just sit in the corner be quiet we're like but we need money too just sit yeah. over there and be quiet because 
that's where it's going to spread. It's spreading in gyms in Texas, so therefore it's going to spread here. So you know, yeah. you know, well, you're just going to have to sit and wait. And and it was a shame for those of us that are smaller gyms because we're not your box gyms. You know, like the larger brand names. I don't know if you can right. see the names on here on the podcast, but we have the ability to say, okay, we'll do one person an hour and make sure that we're we're, you know, cleaning and disinfecting in between each one. But they didn't even give us any type of play with that. It was, you know, you guys just have to shut down like everybody else. They treated us like we were a big, you know, um, a larger gym brand. And it, and it wasn't fair because, you know, this is our bread and butter. This is how we, you know, we eat, keep the lights on, take care of our families. Yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah. So for those of us that were fortunate enough to be able to handle the whole, you know, COVID, you know, shut down and, and hang on to our, our gyms and try to work hard to keep everything going on. Um, it, it's been tough. You know what I mean? And I, I think in our area, for one, we, you know, there are quite a few of us that um, kind of held each other up, you know, because some people did lose their gyms and needed a place to, you know, train a few clients. So we would help each other out as much as we can. But okay, so so tough. pure quality training was this open the same time as Ross Ross Sports Performance Center, or was yes. this something you started later on? Mm, no, actually, to be honest with you, Pure Quality Fitness started first, and Philly Vertimax. Um, which is Philly Vertimax is more sports um, performance training with, you know, the Vertimax vertical jump training, explosive training mm. specifically um, for, you know, have a lot of clients that like to, that are basketball players, volleyball players. So explosiveness and vertical jumping is very important for them. Um, that started first. Um, and then the Ross sports performance came on and kind of took over and was the you know the umbrella that I placed those two underneath okay and I know a big focus for you is growing that general population personal training side of things correct what type of things have you actively been doing right now to aid that growth process well we have changed our our programming um and packages so that like you have a lot of people that work from home right so it's hard for them to come physically come to the gym um so we've been doing packages that are um a lot more virtual based you know we'll do zoom workouts and we have a collection or i should say a combo of zoom and personal training so for example if you want to do our $99 package um, per month will do a full assessment on you and you you know come to see us twice a week one of once a week can be virtual once a week can be personal okay you know and then we have like that accountability during the virtual uh, training and Very that cool. has proved to be very um, successful and that is our summer introduction series right now because the price you know, will go up in the fall. But this summer, it was good to just kind of give people 
um, a financial break because as we know, personal training is, is it's expensive because of the work that goes into it. Um, and, you know, come fall, the prices uh, will increase, at, but giving people the summer to be able to experience exactly what it is that they get and how they're going to be, um, you know, dealt with and how we assess them and how we adjust their programs as you go along. Um, and just establishing that relationship with people, because that's what it is, personal, it's personal training. So it's establishing a relationship with your client. Then once they get a chance to experience it now, you know, they're like, hey, come September, I have no problem with this price because I know what it is. You know what I mean? And actually, I, I'd like more or I'd like to do this or, hey, I know we're doing virtual one day, but I would like to come in two days a week because I like our one on one sessions. So you know, I think if I continue to go in that lane, I can grow the personal business more. How, do you offer any type of nutrition within your personal training programs as well? Yes, I sure do. Um, Is that virtual? Yes, especially since it's virtual and, um, you know, in person, especially because a lot of my clients um, that are personal have some of them have dietary restrictions due to diabetes and other things like that. So um, I actually work and consult with a dietitian myself uh, and a sports dietitian for my business. So it's good because I can then go to, you know, my dietitian and say, hey, here's the client, here's the background. This is what we're looking at. This is what their calorie intake is. I can give her a full, you know, um, background on the client and tell her like this is what I think and then she gives me the professional uh, opinion and and then we put something together and give it back to the client because I just want to double check and make sure that we're doing the right thing especially when you know you're talking about people that have medical issues right 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 have you ever thought of turning that nutrition piece virtual as well because that's something that I've seen with a lot of you know, gyms that focus on private training, they turn the whole, you know, nutrition accountability portion straight virtual. So they'll mm-hmm. have different apps that they're connected with, you know, things like my fitness pal, trainerize, yeah. where they get, you know, customized day to day meals, a weekly grocery list, and daily mm-hmm. workouts to do at home, you know, when they're not at the gym. Um, and I, I just think that's really smart. Have you ever thought of going that direction as well? Well, that's that's pretty smart. Um, I think that would be great. Um, and I'm going to look into that. Thank you. <laughs> I'm happy at least I'll I can make... look into that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy at least I can make some type of helpful suggestion. Yeah. Um, no, cool. So, so you're sitting at you know about 50 members on that personal training side of things. What's like your main? source of how you get those members right is it a lot of word of mouth community outreach what does that really look like to you are you ready for this one i'm, I'm gonna tell you so 90 <laughs> percent of my business on both sides is word of mouth hmm. word of mouth i i went through facebook um and another in another instance, I utilized uh, like a marketing person, you know, and it it just didn't work well for me at all. Um, 
Yeah, and and so and with the Facebook, to be fair, I don't know if like I, I'm often seeing online, you know, these ads about let me teach you how to do Facebook ads and the the funnel and all of that kind of stuff, you know. Um, but I worked with one, and you know, it was they gave you the demographics and you know, you paid a large sum of money when you got the report at the end, it was just like, did you know, they specialize in fitness? Yeah. Well, it was kind. fitness, real estate. It was all this other kind of stuff okay. too. Okay. So, but I saw where it was something like 30,000 impressions or whatever, but it was like a hundred clicks, you right. know what I mean? It's so like, I was like, mean? what the heck? Yeah, no, yeah. I, I agree with you. When it comes to digital marketing in any forms of advertising, really, you want a return on investment. You right. don't want to be throwing 500 bucks a week or $100 a day into Facebook that, ads. That and not price, anything at yeah. the end of the week. <laughs> right, right. Um, yeah, no, no. So did you end up running ads in-house yourself as well? So you tried to do them yourself? No, so I did that one through a program with the Facebook Okay. And then I had like a marketing team or, you know, some, a marketing person that, you know, said, oh, we had these results and they had all of the people that did the reviews and um, the references and all of that. But when it came to my particular program, it just didn't work out. The numbers, what I was paying versus what I got back. It wasn't working and all the while everybody every phone call that i received was hey you know you train so-and-so's daughter or, or somebody's son right. or you train kids on my team and now i want to get the rest of the team to you and you know hey my wife's friend goes to you you know i need to come to you and my wife so that's how that's how my business is built just on everybody is a referral yeah, why do you think it didn't part. it didn't work out for you when you did do advertising it what's like the reason that that you see where it's like this is the reason why it didn't work personally i think that i needed to probably pursue um a company and or agency that specifically had a serious serious good track record yeah. with doing that type of um advertising you know somebody who's really well versed in digital marketing or you know i didn't understand it enough and right. i think that's part of the problem when i you know talk to some of my other colleagues like when you don't know you really just don't know so if somebody's coming to you saying hey you know um we can do this virtual training for you and we've had you know, this many clients and they've had this type of success and blah, 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 blah. And then they have like one or two people that, you know, call you or you call them and you're like, Hey, that sounds great. And then you do it. But with digital, it's kind of like everything's working from behind the scenes. It's nothing that you can put your hands on and grasp and see. So I, I think that's part of it. I think, you know, if I get with a a bigger company, but bigger company means more money. And that's another thing too. Um, you gotta, sometimes you just have to pay, you know, the price in order to really receive the results. Yeah. yeah. Um, $500 is a lot 
for small businesses a week, but when it comes to you, um, you know, putting that out every month, or I should say every week for your business, it's really not a lot to get the return that you want. You probably would have to invest even more um, just to get with the right reputable company in order to see the returns that you want. That's yeah. what I think. I think there's too many companies that try to play the, oh, for 500 a week, 150 a week, or 600 a month. And then you end up in the same boat like I am, you know, and <laughs> like I was, you know, where you had like 30,000, 50,000 impressions and like 40 clicks, you know? <laughs> yeah. And you're like, why is no one at my door? That's what I need is for people to walk in. Exactly. Yeah, no, I totally mm -hmm. get it. So, so what does your process look like for when you do get a lead here? Let's say it is myself, you know, I hear about you from a friend or family member. What's your process to turning me from an interested lead to a paid member? You know, I just talk to the people first and find out what it is that they're looking to achieve. And what have you done, um, like, in the past? Um, you know, were you working out with... Uh, uh, a personal trainer were you doing stuff on your own you know and let's come in and meet and talk and that's how it starts they come in for the assessment um, so I could see what's going on with them and I give them suggestions on what they can do and now mind you most of the people that come in like I said they're referred by somebody else so they know of the results of somebody else so they have you know they have that reference point. Um, and then we take it from there. I, I put a plan together for them and we start working you know, together, something that's specifically designed for them with what they're going through. If they're coming to me with high blood pressure or, or issues with diabetes, then you know, um, I like to see what's going on with them from their doctor's perspective. So you know, we can make sure that we're doing things that won't impede upon their health any further. You know what I mean? So um, yeah, stuff like that. And how's all of that look for you, right? Being a trainer that not only is training on the sports performance side of things, but also the general fitness side of things, handling the sales. Um, is there ever a point where you do want to hire more of a team to maybe free up your own time so you could focus on other things within the business? Most definitely, most definitely, because my days are spent, um, you know, training and I record um, my athletes and my general population people because I like to see how they're moving, um, looking at the body mechanics, making sure we're doing, you know, movements and different things the right way. Um, and then I have to look at that footage to prepare for our next, you know, um, training session, just in case there's some things we need to train, but I mean, change, but um, also too, it just helps with the progress. So I can make sure that they're doing things, you know, correctly. Right. Um, so there's all of that work that goes into to it. Um, and then there's keeping up with your website and getting your podcasts or posts put out and um and yeah, this, yeah and the sales afterwards so you're right there's there are a lot of hats and I think to be honest with you I was really on the ball with it 
right before COVID um, and ready to release it to different people, you know, like looking to hire different people. And then COVID came. So then it was now that COVID's over, it was back to building up the business again, you know, getting everybody to feel safe about coming back in and, you know, getting athletes and getting the general pop people to come back in. And I think I'm just about there now again, <laughs> so that we can start bringing in people to handle the sales and the marketing to handle, you know, um, kind of like the, you know, this, the things that you need to do to make sure that your clients are fully being serviced outside of the gym. Like, hey, you know, how are we doing? Are there any, you know, sending out that type of stuff, you know, um, any questions, any, you know, give us a, a review, that type of stuff. You know what I mean? I haven't, we haven't really been doing that. When I see reviews, I'm like, oh, this is great because they'll do it on their own. But I know there are certain businesses that have that stuff in place, you know, where everything's kind of automated. Yeah. When you look at wanting to automate certain things within your business, what are like mm -hmm. a couple of things that stick out to you towards like, hey, if I could maybe clean this process up right here, this will free up more time, make things easier on me. Um, I think it would be the marketing and the promotion part, you know, and that comes with getting organized to a point where um, and I, I have it broken down, but it's just, I haven't fully done it yet because of my time, but, um, breaking down each quarter or each season. So, you know, you have the fall coming up. So think of different things that you can do in the fall. That would be good. Um, like October, I'm a breast cancer survivor and there are plenty of breast cancer survivors that I work with. So like now would be a good time to start planning and putting together, you know, stuff for, uh, you know, October, like, let's say in the month of October, um, every Sunday, we'll do a, you know, breast cancer awareness, uh, you know, some type of a workout or some type of a theme or something to get people to come in, donate to, you know, our, the organization that we deal with, um, Breast Cancer Research Foundation, and, you know, just stuff like that, um, either, bring a friend half off or some, you know, whatever the deal is going to be. Um, so if, if I could get things like that automated and together and pushed out, it, it would be, it would make life a lot easier. Okay. Okay. Awesome. And, and Dana, at least breaking away from the more analytical stuff, this is a question that I like to ask here. Um, if you could wave a magic wand, right? Let's say like you had a, a magic business wand, you could tap your business. It'll be in the exact position that you want it here. What would that really look like to you? Mm. <laughs> if I could wave a magic wand, I would have a huge facility that could house my sports performance business as well as my general pop which would include a facility where they can come and get nutritional meals and have meal prep plans in there for both sports and general population. I just think that would be awesome because that would really 
um, help. That would be half the battle. Um, and and I would like to have a, a facility where I could have healthcare professionals in there for some of my general population clients, because Which, sometimes it's hard for them to get to the doctor and just to get general stuff like somebody to listen to their heart, somebody to, you know, get so they can get a proper blood pressure reading, you know, and things like that. Um, so if I could wave a magic wand, that would definitely be it. And it would include more trainers because <laughs> I wouldn't do it all myself. Alex. Yes. And, and what uh, do you think is like the, the biggest bottleneck that you're facing now from at least starting from square one, right? And being able to scale the general population and the sports facility the way you want to. Um, it's the size of the facilities um i i do need a bigger facility how big is your, um, is your facility i never asked that um we are 2500 hmm. square feet um have you ever thought of but we have offices that includes like the offices and stuff in the front so okay yeah so um i really would like because i do sports from youth to professional i would like to at least have um a facility that could house one like football size field that could be used for soccer football lacrosse field hockey <laughs> and quite a few basketball courts that could double for basketball and volleyball um that would that would work very well have you ever thought of, at least for now, since space is something that you have to deal with, mm -hmm. uh, of offering or maybe even switching towards more of a semi-private model of doing maybe like small group, two to four people per session? Yeah, we do that. You yeah. do? Okay. I do team, two, small group. Yeah, we do it all. You do Both. that for Gen Pop as well? Gen Pop as well, yeah. As well as what's the best sell for you? What does does better for you? Um, is it usually that semi-private or the actual private training? Um, the semi-private, believe it or not, it's the team training okay. on the sports side okay. that does very well okay. because I'll get like a baseball player or, you know, then that baseball players, you know, mom would tell another parent and then they're like, hey, we went to your website and we see that you have team training and that that would make the price a little cheaper. So yeah, yeah. now there's five of us or a coach would call and say, hey, can you train my whole team? I know you train two of my guys, you know, but that would be, you know, more cost efficient. So, yeah, it's definitely the sports um, teams. They they catch on and they see it because yeah. sports performance training is not like uh, let's say people that have personal soccer coaches or basketball trainers um, or swim coach. So we get down to the, you know, to training specifically for that sport and more specific to that position. And for me in particular, I do neurocognitive training, uh, sports vision training and all that kind of good stuff. So I'm a little different than the average sports performance trainer. Yeah, a lot of different services that, that you offer for sure. And mm -hmm. 
And so Dana, we know what you want for your business now, right? We know that you obviously have a passion for, you know, the quality you give your members for the team you have around you. Um, but what is it that you want from the business, right? What do you want the business to give back to you and your family at the end of the day? At the end of the day, I would love for the business to become its own um, automated service so that I've laid out the plan um, and I have a lot of books and notes and things of that nature. So, you know, when I do bring in trainers, th there's kind of like a certain way that, especially for sports performance, um, certain way to train everybody. I would like things to become automated so that, you know, I would be able to retire and this raw sports performance can go on and on as well as, you know, Pure Quality Fitness and Philly Vertimax will be able to run many, many, many years beyond me even being here. Kind of like, you know, World's Gym and all of that stuff, you know? Yeah. Okay. I love it. I love it. And I think that's a pretty good place to start to wrap things up on this episode, Dana. But before we do head out of here, please give a shout out to your Facebook website, Instagram, anything just so the listeners could find some more info on you and your gym. Oh, okay, great. So um, if you want to connect, if you're in the general population, you can connect with me uh, via Instagram at um, Pure Quality Fitness. Also, the website is purequalityfitness.com. Um, if it's sports related, sports performance, it's rawsportsperformance.com. And all of our social media links are on both of those website pages. Yes, you guys, make sure you check them out. Dana Ross from Ross Sports Performance and their personal training side of the business as well called Pure Quality Fitness out of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. I appreciate you once again. And as for the listeners here, don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you are interested in joining us to talk about your business model within the fitness industry, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is JJ Hernandez. And joining us on the show today is a very special guest. It is the one and only Kyle Farrell with absolute strength out of Sarasota, Florida. Kyle, what is going on today? Happy Friday, man. How are you feeling? Happy Friday, man. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. 
<laughs> doing great, brother. Doing great. <laughs> I appreciate you being here. We're not too far from each other. I guess we found out before we got on air. Yeah. But yeah, um, yeah. look, man, Kyle, we're excited to have you on. And, you know, before we dive into the nitty gritty of what you have going on with um, Absolute Strength, you know, first, why don't you give us a little description or why don't we give you the opportunity to go ahead and open up and tell us how you would describe Absolute Strength to somebody. If I came in and like, what do you guys have got, what you guys have going on in here? Like, what do you guys do here? Like, how would you explain that to me? Yeah, for sure. Um, so Absolute Strength is a, um, a sports performance and fitness gym. So um, our main focus is, is training youth athletes in the community. Um, I, I have a strength and conditioning background. I was a strength and conditioning coach for 10 years. So uh, I wanted to train the younger af athletes um, around, you know, college, high school, middle school athletes. Um, but then as well, I want to train the general population. Um, a lot of people want to do the big lifts, the clean, the squat, the deadlift, the bench. Um, but there's not many places out there outside of CrossFit that actually teaches those lifts. There's a lot of boot camp type of gyms, which is good. Um, there's a lot of you know high intensity circuit gyms, um, but there's not a lot of gyms out there that will teach you how to do the free weights um, correctly. So um, that's kind of my my goal with the general population is teach them how to do free weight gym uh, lifts correctly, um, and then with the younger population. Um, same thing, still teach them how to do the weights, the free weight stuff correctly. Um, but we have a more athletic type of, um, classes for the, for the younger, for the younger kids. So, um, yeah, that's kind of absolute strength in a nutshell. Um, if you wanted to come in and look at what the classes were, and then we also also offer personal training as well. Uh, and that's more just geared towards what the client wants. I sit down and talk to them yeah. and kind of you know, structure a program around their wants, their needs, and then kind of what I think they need to do on top of that too. Awesome. Yeah. I love that. I love that. I, it's great. I love versatility. And so we'll start with the bare bones basics here, Kyle, you know, how many members are you serving currently? So I have about 23 personal training clients. Um, and then with my classes, uh, between both the kids and the adults, I probably see another 30 to 40 uh, members, you know, throughout the week. I don't see them every day, but um, throughout the week, I probably have about 30 to 40 members. And then on top of that, I have about, like I said, 23 uh, PT clients. Yeah, I love that. I love that. And so for you, because again, I, I think the emphasis is versatility for sure. But yeah, how have you gotten new people through the door? What's been the best method to get new people through the door? So when I first started um, in 2019, really word of mouth was my biggest tool. Um, to give you a little background, uh, like I said, I was a strength and conditioning coach for 10 years in the collegiate level. And then... Um, in about 2016, I had opportunity to move to Florida. I'm originally from Cleveland, Ohio. So I was working at a, a school in Cleveland, Ohio as a, the, the strength conditioning coach. Um, a friend of mine became the fitness director at the YMCA down here in, in Lakewood Ranch. Um, wanted to start a sports performance department, brought me down here um, to head that department up. Um, and that was my first experience in being in the private sector. 
Uh, so I didn't really know how to market and talk to customers and all that stuff. Because coming from the strength <laughs> and conditioning world, it's more of telling the kids just to shut up and do it because they have really no other choice. Um, going to the private sector, you really can't do that. You really can't tell them. You, I mean, you can you can tell them what to do, but you really can't tell them to shut up and do it. Because if you do that, you won't get paid. Um, so going to the why, just <laughs> learning how to the business side of it and everything. Um, but then, you know, coming here, you know, starting here, I brought a couple of people over from the Y and then just treating them right. And they just started telling them about my gym and bringing um, their friends, telling their neighbors, um, the kids as well. They were telling their teammates if they played on like a travel team or something like that. So word of mouth was a very big thing for me, at least my first year and a half. Uh, I solely relied just on word of mouth. I did a little bit of marketing. Um, you know, I went out into the community. I was handing out flyers, hand, you know, going to parking lots and shoving my brochures and people's car doors. Um, I, I bought a table at, you know, a couple of the local 5Ks and just sat out there and just talked to people for three to four hours. Um, and then I do a lot of stuff on Facebook, um, a lot of organic stuff. I don't, I don't, I don't do too much of the Facebook ads as of yet. I've been kind of really thinking about doing it. Um, but really, I would just go on Facebook every day and I would just post stuff. Um, and then I would just, honestly, I just was adding a lot of random people on my Facebook page. You'd be amazed at how, how many people just add you yeah. on Facebook, even though they never know you, you know, so just adding people on Facebook that seem like they were into fitness, seem like their kids, if they have kids that play a sport, they may be interested in getting their kids into, you know, weight training or anything like that, speed training. Um, so I was just doing a lot of that my first year, just adding a whole bunch of people on Facebook and just posting every single day um, of just something, just videos of people working out. I'm not like an influencer. I'm not, I don't have the best like technology, but I was just posting every day because I just wanted people to say, see me like, hey, I'm here, you know, come see me or, you know, at least see what I'm doing, you know? Um, so I would do that. I did that on Facebook. I did that on Instagram. Um, and then uh, what else did I do? I did a little bit of Google ads as well. That was kind of like the only uh, paid advertisement that I did on top of some sponsorships I've done with a couple of the local high school teams and uh, little league teams as well. So that's a little bit of stuff I do. I try to do to get people in the door, but nothing like too crazy or fancy, just more yeah. just grunt work, I guess. Yeah. I mean, talk about by any means necessary, right? I mean, like you just did everything and anything to get people to that, which is awesome. Yeah. Like the backbreaking work that nobody wants to do. We always say one of our core tenants just at the podcast here is just doing the boring work, right? And yeah, that's it. Right. And if you want to be your own boss, you gotta do everything. And yeah. That's just the truth. I, I love that, man. I it just really goes through your warrior, bro. I'll tell you, you're you're a warrior. <laughs> yeah, for awesome, sure. <laughs> man. You know? And and the fact that you even mentioned that you haven't even capped out on everything that you could do, you haven't done the Facebook stuff just yet, which is okay. But again, yeah. you alluded that eventually you're going to get to it. Yeah. So the, your emphasis from the beginning and it continues to shine through is your versatility, man. That's awesome. You're not limited to one dimension, and that's big. 
That's because yeah. a lot of gym owners do get stuck there, right? They just get comfortable in that one thing. Oh, I can rely on word of mouth, which realistically, I mean, we all know you can't even track that. I mean, you really yeah. cannot, you know, it's like, yeah, sure. Maybe one week you have like seven people who came off word of mouth, but mm-hmm. there's no guarantee that's coming next week. You know, yes. I mean, obviously you're great at what you do, right? You get referrals. That's awesome. You know, it's thanks to your fulfillment. There's nothing else. It's not like, oh, because I said one thing to Jimmy. No, it's you're good at what you do. And that's simply it. And people yeah. are going to, they're going to talk. They are. Yes. And inevitably yes. you're going to be able to come. So um, awesome stuff, Kyle. I, I love that, man. I mean, you 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 gave the best answer that I've, I've had in a long time. So, um, and, but kind of moving on though, Kyle, I mean, I see this too. If leads, traffic, clients, all these things were unlimited, you know, let's say like endless amounts. I mean, hypothetically speaking, how many can you handle from where you're at now? How much higher can you go? Well, personal training, I, I, I'm probably almost capped out. I mean, I could, it, okay. it's just depending on scheduling. If, um, if I could schedule them, you know, how I really want to, I could probably take on another maybe two to four. Um, the classes, I, I, I have some room in my classes to add more people. Uh, my classes, I, I take on, the most I can take on is 12 at one time in my classes. Um, and I haven't, I probably only hit that number like twice since I've been here. Okay. Yeah. Um, most of my average class size is about seven, eight people. Um, but I have, you know, various classes throughout the week. You know, I have about, most days I have about, one to about four classes a day between uh, the adults and kids classes. So there, it's not like it's concentrated at one time a day or one time a week where that's the, that's the only option. So they have multiple options throughout the week. So it's pretty spread out. Um, I try to keep it that way so it doesn't get overly packed because I don't have the biggest facility. So I have to make sure they are not on top of each other and things like that. So uh, I could definitely take on more people in the classes, which that's kind of my goal right now is just really try to um, add more to the classes. Personal training, like I said, maybe two to four people. It just depends on scheduling. Everybody wants to schedule at the same time. But the good thing with today's world is with a lot of these jobs that work from home, um, and I don't know how it is everywhere else, but at least I've noticed in the Tampa Bay, Sarasota area, I have a lot of work from home clients so it makes their schedules a lot more flexible. Um, so it's, it's easier for me to get a lot more clients to come in at 12 o'clock, one o'clock, two o'clock, when it's like really the slowest time of the day at your typical commercial gym. That's where I get, that's where I do the bulk of my personal training is really between 11 and 11 and three. Um, and then I'll have my classes. I have a class in the morning and then I have uh, a lot of classes in the evening after three o'clock. So I really try to fill up that 11 to three o'clock slot with personal training, which like I said, thank God for a home, you know, a work from home job. It makes it a lot easier to do that now. I agreed. Agreed. And I mean, uh, you know, just kind of curious, right? It's kind of like a little side part and note here, side note, I'm sorry here. Cause I know you're doing performance training and whatnot and you probably work with a lot of athletes as well. Right. Yes. Um, uh how is uh your the high school in, in your town how are they uh as far as sports goes you got either you got a good team going or, or what the high schools um uh, so we have so we have um we have one school called lakewood ranch high school and 
the softball team has won the state title the last two years in a row. Um, Whoa. And I've, I have a couple of girls that come here that play on that team um, and train. One girl that I've that I trained in particular, she was like literally my first, one of my first clients when I moved here in 2017. She's been with me ever since. Wow. Um, you know, she's been with me since she was going, and she was in the sixth grade. She's going to the 11th grade now. Um, wow. So and she's, she's, she started on that team last year as a freshman um, when they won the state title, and then she started this year as a sophomore when they won the state title again. So Lakewood Ranch High School is probably – uh, they're the, I would say they're the best uh, school overall athletically. Um, but we have, you know, Brayton River High School is pretty good at football. Venice High School is probably oh, – Yeah, Venice. Venice I've High School is, is one of the best high schools in the state of Florida. Yeah, um, yeah. I think they're like top, in terms top, of, top six. Yeah, in terms of football. And they're pretty good athletic too, but they're down in Sarasota County. Um, okay. So we don't really they, – they, a lot of the schools don't really mess with them too much until it gets to, like, playoff time. IMG, IMG, how far are they from So here? IMG is, like, right around the corner. <laughs> IMG is not oh, that far man. from here. Um, we don't – I don't really see too many IMG's kids. Um, it just depends on the sport. Uh, of course, yeah. You know, I've seen so it. I, I, I mean, since I've stuff. been here, I might, have, I, I might have dealt with two IMG kids. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, one played one, no one, yeah. One played golf and another one like ran track. Um, okay. Yeah. but yeah, IMG is kind of his own little factory. You don't really see those kids yeah, too, too often. Right. Um, Oof. yeah. So I'm, they're kind I'm of like, real what they're doing, but yeah. Yeah. But at least right. you get to go see the games, I'm sure, right? You get to check them out a little bit sometimes. You yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's kind of nice to hear about the, you know, especially the football players and the basketball players that come through there. Um, the high, high level big guys, kids. big names. So yeah, yeah, um, they do have they do have like another, uh, so like you know obviously the the football players that you hear about is like the A squad, but they do have like a B squad, um, which the kids are still pretty good, but those are the ones that go around like the county and play like the other high schools. They you don't yeah when they when they when they talk about playing uh IMG. More than likely, they're not playing the five-star, four-star recruit the big, IMG yeah, football yeah, team. Yeah, only only playing, schools that like, play them is like I know they go down to Miami a lot to play a lot of those schools. Oh, like Miami Central, um, I think. Miami yeah, Central like Miami on, Central, uh, Coral Gables. You know those yes. type of schools down there. Um, I mean, they make they could probably play Venice. That's probably like the only. That's probably yeah, the only team I think they could in the area that could. Um, play with them but they're playing like desoto in texas i know they're playing yes they're going like to texas Hawaii, they're going like to Cal- they're going Cali. to california they're going i mean going to modern day yeah they're going to nevada yeah, play yeah. that bishop gordon yeah. team they're playing all oh, those schools oh, oh my god they're yeah. playing st john's st so, john's you know yeah so I mean, they're playing those type of schools i mean they're not playing it's no point of them playing um just like the regular high schools because yeah Number one, you got the injury factor. Like those, kids, a lot of those kids can get hurt. You're playing, yeah, you know, they're big. Their defensive line, like the whole defensive line, is going to Alabama and Michigan. Oh you know, yeah, three hundred and thirty oh, yeah. pound boys playing against Ridiculous. like a two hundred and ten pound. You, know, you know, some of these guys probably reclass. So some of these guys are probably like nineteen, maybe twenty. You don't know. <laughs> yeah. So no, yeah, you don't really hear about them playing too many of the local teams around here. Um, outside, like I said, Venice is probably the only school that I can think that yeah. would even think, think about playing. Probably compete, yeah. Yeah, no, no, that's all. I was just kind of curious, man, because I, I know 
I was wondering because I heard Bradenton. I wasn't so sure if it was closer or further. But I was like, I can't yeah, it's not too far yeah. from here. It's probably from where I'm located. It's probably about maybe twenty or thirty minutes from my gym. Which in Florida time is like five minutes. Yeah, <laughs> literally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what I learned from coming from New York, man. You had twenty minute drive. You're like, oh no, I'm not going, man. But like here, it's like oh, twenty minutes. That's right down the road. Let's oh, go. Oh yeah, because everybody, like, everybody's flying. I'm still oh, not even. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, back to the podcast here, man. You know, uh, I got three more questions for you, but my three favorite questions. This one's a little longer, so if you need me to repeat anything, just let me know here. Yeah. Um, but it's a good, it's a good question, Kyle. So, um, you know, throughout this podcast, you've been discussing the pillars of business, right? And that's there's three that we use pretty predominantly in the fitness and gym industry, and that's going to be your lead generation, which is your marketing. Mm-hmm. Your client acquisition, which is your sales, and then your retention and ascension, which is keeping your clients longer, but getting them to buy more from you in that process. So Kyle, of those three, where do you feel like you could improve the most? I would probably say lead generation. Um, I feel like client retention, I do really well. Um, I would say, you know, out of the 23 personal training clients that I have, I would probably say 80 to 85% of them I've had for over a year plus. Okay. Um, you know, uh, for my classes, same thing. I probably, in my classes, I, you know, most of the people that participate in those, 80 to 90% of them I've had over a year plus. Um, so I think I do really well at, at client retention. Um, I just think, you know, lead generation, I just, I just think I'm just lacking that just because, um, it's so, it's partly because it's so competitive. It's very competitive down here. Um, there's a lot, there's a gym on every corner. There's a boot camp gym on every corner. Shoot, there's some trainers out here that don't even need a gym. They can just go to the park and get a, you know, get 20 or 30 people to show up at the park and yeah. to work out. So, um, you know, there's not many gyms in the area that do what I do in terms of sports performance and training with kids, but um, there, I, I'm in competition with everybody. I mean, there's a CrossFit gym right around the corner for me. That's a very popular CrossFit gym. They do a really good job. Um, but there's gyms everywhere. So I got to compete with everybody, not just with the other sports performance gym. There's other trainers everywhere that's doing something. So um, the people in Manatee County and Bradenton, they have a ton of options to choose from. And yeah. I think with me, being fairly new, um, and I'm not a I'm not a franchise. I'm not a commercial gym, so I don't have the money for marketing, um, and I'm not from the area um, because I've noticed a lot of trainers who grew up in Manatee County or grew up in Bradenton. Um, they have a connection with somebody. You know, they have a connection with the high school where they can get in the high school and train a lot of kids there and get those kids or get those parents to bring their kids to them to work out, um, you know. So, uh, you know, lead generation is probably what I would like to do better at, which that's why I was talking about at the beginning with start doing the Facebook ads and, um, you know, just start doing some more stuff out in the community just to get out there so people can see my logo and put a face with a name. Because some people might see my logo, but don't know who I am. Um, yeah. and I've heard something before, you know, people only pay 
for, you know, they pay for trainers that they know, like, and trust. And if they don't, number one, see who you are, why are they going to come to your gym? Like, they can see my logo all over the city, but if they don't see who I am and see what I do, why are they going to come to my gym? Yeah. They can just easily go to the LA Fitness or the Crunch that they know. They already know about, you know, what, they, what they're what going to get there. Why would they come to my gym? So um, just things like that. Uh, but the other two, we say client retention and um, what was the second one? The uh, uh, the uh, the uh, Ascension, the one that's combined with it, or are you talking about um, client acquisition? You say client, client acquisition and then uh, uh, retention. Lead generation client acquisition and then retention and oh yeah 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 and client acquisition yeah i, I think i do well with that as, as too it's just uh awesome like i said lead generation i think it's the one i need to work with the most yeah yeah and i appreciate the honesty and transparency right i think uh regardless of success the fact that you can be honest and say hey i can still improve somewhere i think is a beautiful thing right i think the fact that you know you're either growing or dying right? yeah and the fact that you know you can still grow everywhere that's the biggest thing and so last two questions for you kyle my two favorite questions number one What's the bigger picture? What are you trying to accomplish long-term? So long-term, I, I definitely want to um, get a bigger gym. Um, I'm in the, I, my, my facility is probably about 1,700 square feet right now. Um, and it does, I mean, it does, I, I do a good job with I, what I have. And I mean, I can fit, you know, a decent amount of people, but I eventually want to get enough space. So number one, I can put down a turf. I want to get a turf area. Um, because as you know, it rains every day at three o'clock in Florida during hurricane season. Um, and so there's days where we can't go outside and do our speed and agility stuff because it's raining, thundering, or um, the grass is just too muddy. So on days like that, I would like to have a turf area inside where we can do stuff. Also for my adult classes, I would like to have a turf area so we could do, you know, some sled pushes. Some we, I can't really do sled pushes with them or there's like a cardio area um, that we could just do some different things. So I would like to get a bigger place where I can add a turf area um, and then eventually bring on some assistance because right now I am a one-man band. I kind of do everything on my own, um, but I'm getting to that point where I might need to start bringing on an assistant uh, to kind of help, you know, take on some more clients, help, you know, teach some classes, do some classes, and um, I don't have to be here as much as I, I am now. Um, and then, uh, you know, once I eventually get a bigger spot and kind of get that going, I do want to open up a location um, in like the Tampa Bay area. Uh, somewhere out, like kind of closer to where I live and I live in a city yeah. called Ruskin um, uh, but I would like to open up an, a second location up there in Tampa um, and kind of just run it the same way I do here but that's like that's years down the road I love that I love it I think that's awesome I think that's awesome I think realistically when you can have a, a, a literal goal like that you know you want to do, I think it's easier to achieve because you know where you want to go. Yeah. It's not like you're just moving blindly. Oh yeah. I want to get a little bit of growth here. I want to get a couple more members, but it's like, you know, that you want to open up that gym near you. Yeah. And that's real. So 
I love that. I love how specific it was. That's the thing. That's great. And I think that's a big eye-opener for a lot of the viewers because get more specific with your goals. That's yeah. a major aspect there. And so one last question for you here, Kyle, before we sign out, you know, uh, Kyle, if you could go back in time to when you first started your gym, right? Sit yourself down with all the knowledge you know now and give yourself that one piece of advice that you think you really needed to hear when you first started. What would that advice be for you? Um, I would probably tell myself, um, definitely just, just be patient. Um, when I first started my gym, you know, you tell everybody about it and everybody's like, oh, I'm going to come visit your gym and I'm going to come check your gym. I sounds so exciting and everything. And, you know, it sounds like a good idea and you're doing great. And I, you're, I know you're going to do well, all that stuff. So they get you all hyped up and ready to go. And then like the first month, like nobody comes, you know, like <laughs> I was having classes. I have classes and it was like one person would show up for the class or like, you know, two people would show up for class. And I've, I was only having at the time, I probably had like three personal training clients that, that followed me over from the Y. Um, and so that was pretty, that was very demoralizing, very humbling at the very beginning. Just, you know, you get all excited, you get all jacked up. And then it's like, cause everybody's telling you this stuff and then like nobody's coming. And then, it, you know, also as well, you know, you go to the, I go to the grocery store and somebody will see me that knows me there. They're like, oh, I'm going to come try out your gym. And then they never show up, you know? So uh, it was very, it was very frustrating at the beginning. Um, but just like, you know, putting your nose, you know, nose into the ground and just kind of just grinding it out. And it kind of worked out, you know, got the snowball effect going and things started kind of piling up from there got better but yeah those first couple of months were rough like I would come home and my wife would be like how's today I'm fine like <laughs> I just didn't want to talk about it you know it's like I just uh, you know and I'm having like a nervous breakdown because I have a daughter and it's like I quit my job and it's like this is my only job like this is the only thing I did so it's like I had to make, I had to figure out the money and um you know I was kind of panicking a little bit but it started to work out but yeah you know just really just just be patient and just stay true to yourself. Like that was another problem that I was having was when I first started, um, I would follow all these gyms. I was following all these gyms on social media, on Instagram and stuff. And I was like trying to see what they were doing, seeing what challenges they were doing, seeing what stuff, like what kind of classes they were running. And I honestly, I was like trying to copy them because it's like, well, if it's working for them, it's got to work for me. And it wasn't working, but it wasn't, I wasn't doing stuff that I truly believed in, you know, like, and um, I was like, I don't want to, I don't want to do this. So like, I just, I really got off. I mean, I didn't get off of social media, but I just stopped looking at what other gyms are doing on social media. Um, and I just started doing what I wanted to do and it started working out. Um, so I, I, I try to stay off of other gyms, Instagram pages or Facebook pages and seeing what they're doing because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what they're doing because it does, if I try to copy them, it's not going to work. So I just do what I do now. Like, I don't really, if another gym is doing a challenge, that's good for them. Like, I don't really care what they're doing. I don't, I, I really don't, like, people come to me all the time and be like, oh, this, did you see this gym? They're doing this and they're, you know, they're doing, that's good for them. That, that's what works for them and their members. But we're not going to do that here. We're going to do what works for our members and what works for me. And 
really what works for what I believe in, because if I'm doing something I don't believe in, it doesn't matter. Like I'm not going to put a hundred percent out there. So um, I definitely caught myself like trying to emulate what other successful gyms are doing. And it was just like, I had to tell myself like I couldn't do that because it's just, I wasn't being true to myself and true to my philosophy. So really those two things, like just be patient and stay, stay true to your philosophy and it, it works out like you, the good thing about a gym is like, you can create your own culture. You know, you can, you can essentially bring in the clients that you want. You can bring in the members that you want and um, it won't be a headache every day dealing with those people because they understand your culture. You know, like my clients know, my members know if they're injured, they can still come work out. You know, if, if something's wrong with you, that doesn't mean you can take off a day from the gym. Like I will find something for you to do. You know, like if you have a bad shoulder, I will find something for you to do to get a full workout in that gym. I mean, that workout, you know, if you're, if your knee hurts, I will find something for you to do to still get a full workout in just because you hurt yourself doing something that does not mean you take three weeks off from the gym, you know? So um, that's kind of like one of the, you know, that's one of the things I've instilled in my, the culture of my gym is like, if you're not paralyzed from the neck down, you can still work out, you know? And, and all my clients and all my members understand that. So it took a while. It took a couple. It took a couple of months for them to get that, but now they really know. Like, okay, if I'm injured, like I'll just talk to Kyle about it, and he'll figure something out for me to work out. You know, so yeah. um, you know, I, I think those are the two best advice that I would give myself at the very beginning, and probably made my life a lot less stressful <laughs> in the first couple of months. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I love it. I love that. Kyle, look, that was awesome. Wait, I mean, look a mic drop of an answer and way to close it out there. Look, it's a good place to wrap things up on this episode. Before we sign out, Kyle, please shout out your Instagram, Facebook website, anything you have, where can people find out more about you and the gym? Yeah. Um, my, my 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 website is absolute strength, 19.com. Um, my email address is Kyle at absolute strength, 19.com. Um, my Instagram is absolute underscore strength, 19. And then my Facebook is Absolute Strength, Sports Performance, and Fitness. So if anybody have any questions or anything, feel free to email me. I try to get back, you know, as soon as I can. Um, I was brought up through the strength and conditioning world as, you know, to help people, to mentor people. So I'm gladly to, if anybody is young and wants to, you know, learn the ropes or whatever, have any questions about certifications or what path to take in school, I'm more than to more than welcome to help them. I, I want to help and serve people and give them the knowledge that I've learned from my mentors uh, moving forward. So there we go. Yeah. Look, we absolutely appreciate your time and contribution to the podcast, Kyle. I look forward to seeing what you can accomplish down the road. Just do me a favor and stick around for two seconds just so I can let you know how you're going to get the podcast, all right? Yeah, no problem. Uh, I'm just going to close it out here. And to everyone who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit the like and subscribe button. And if you want to come in and join us to talk about your fitness business, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you very, very soon. And as always, till next time, Jim Lords out. 
Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets, at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.